There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, which was the first ever podcast to feature our Thing technology, revolutionizing the game and podcast culture forever. Over three decades since its first release, It's a Thing remains true to its roots while earning its status as a staple for seasons to come. Thanks for joining us. And wearing (laughs) us on your feet. And wearing us on your feet. That's right. Last week's episode comes right back around with the Air Force One, the Nike Air Force One. About yeah, page. nice, nice right circular on. reference. Love it. Also, love I would Air like Force One. as a um, follow up, by the way, to last week, my yeah. son would like us all to know that I am an idiot. Air Force Ones are not the thing. Dunks are the thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call it Nikes and we're going to move on. Nikes. Yeah, it's a so. collective thing. Yes, but yeah. in his opinion, should you be about to email me, mm. I have been informed. <laughs> you have been informed. That if anything, it's dunks. My God. I was like, whatever. Now yeah. I have to take him to sneaker con. God. Well, my dog is almost as old as your son. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start asking her advice. His advice, rather. His, yeah. So it's the yes, boy. The sorry. boy. Dog. His advice. No. I, I mean, Ray would give you advice, but she's much younger. It's true. Sawyer's so just the more experienced of the two. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we can all agree has the best style. Oh yeah, that that one sock up on one of his feet. You know, the little white <laughs> spl- splosh. Exactly. So looks amazing. Yeah. Looks amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, I I really that I've been in a thing dry spell. Uh, I had to work for the things. There, there was a mm-hmm. long period where the things just come, but you know, sometimes you go through a little thing desert, probably related to the elections. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like we it may have been sucked all the things to. out of the world. Other uh, but, things. Uh, but I found a couple here that I, that I think are pretty good. Uh, one is kelp slash seaweed becoming a thing. More, uh, more people getting into seaweed based. Uh, recipes, eating kelp, eating seaweed, using the word kelp instead of seaweed to, to make it more palatable to people. Um, oh. and, and lots of these kind of seaweed snacks. Um, one of my favorites, I can't remember what they're called, but they have a little shark on the bag. You get them at Whole Foods and they're just kind of like lightly salted dried seaweed. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're seeing a, a, a slowly rising thingness for kelp. I love it. I love to see it. I mean, the little like seaweed snacks have been a big mm-hmm. thing, but there is a lot of kelp and algae supplements. And I think the, you are exactly on trend with this. Like some people are using it as like even like a protein replacement. There's a whole thing about how kelp and like different kinds of kelp can be part of a plant-based diet and replace protein. I think that might've been in that like weightlifting documentary with like Arnold and stuff about a plant-based yeah. diet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The the thing that uh, that convinced me is this this article uh, from Tribune. It's on, I found it on MSN, uh, just a couple of days old. The wave of seaweed in the food world is making a delicious and nutritious splash. There you go. It even has puns. Beyond sushi roll wrappers, there is a sea of innovative products from snacks such as roasted seaweed, kelp popcorn, and jerky to kelp burgers, noodles, condiments, and seasonings. Really? Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yep. A hundred percent. And I think it's awesome. Like I'm super into this idea that there's a whole ocean <laughs> full of um, foods and like vegetables yeah. and all this stuff that we just are not even considering. You know, we're like in this agriculture freak out and turns out there's massive food supplies. This is I, into the I thought job. eating seaweed sounded horrible growing up until the mm-hmm. first time I had some. And I'm like, oh, that's not that bad. And now I love it. Yeah. Like we snack on those. Good. I mean, I for for like almost a decade, I put those little um, Trader Joe's packs of the salty seaweed snacks. Oh yeah, went uh-huh. in my kids' lunch like almost every day. Oh, smart! It's California. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like this and like a little avocado. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, amazing. So so yeah, it's not just the nori wrappers, although that's certainly part of it. Like it seems like it's moving beyond that. So keep keep an eye out. Yep. Totally. Keep an eye out for algae. I'm. I can tell you, I have seen some startups in this field as well. Like oh, one of them makes know. like a little cube that mm. you can use in your smoothies. And oh yeah, total thing. I'm nice. trying to think of the name of the one that is like specifically a, a thing. I'll look it up during the, your next thing. The kelp cube. Um. Oh, algae. Except you spell spirulina. cube with a K. Oh, spirulina. spirulina. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which isn't I. You know precisely a seaweed. But it it's is more of like, an algae, it still right? is. More know? of an algae. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of in the family. Yeah. You could definitely crunch up some of those little yummy salty ones and sprinkle it on top of your elote. Oh, and I bet people do. And I bet people do because people are doing all kinds of crazy stuff with corn right now. Yeah. I thought I had done this one even actually, but elote. I think you've is, done corn, but not elote. Maybe. Yeah. Mexican street corn. And it's just, I'm starting to see it like in fancy restaurants and I'm starting Mm. to see all these different variations of it. Like at its basic layer, it's kind of, it's, you know, blackened corn. And then you put crema and sour cream on it and that cotija, or sorry, crema. And then that cotija cheese, you know, the like, um, the The yummy, salty, crumbly kind, crumbly kind. Yep. Some chili powder and some fresh cilantro and that's it. But people are doing all kinds of elote hacks, if you will. Mm, like the ramen hacks? <laughs> exactly. In fact, I'm going to duck duck elote hacks and see. Oh, yeah. Look, there's an elote instant ramen instant noodle hack. There's a of crossover. Course. Oh, wow. How does that work? I should have known. But yeah, like people are turning it into chowder. There's an elote mac and cheese. Mm. It's just like. Oh, it's mac just and cheese really, makes perfect sense. Yeah. It kind of does sound delicious, actually. But yeah, I'm just starting to see elote pop up. As a side dish, like everywhere. And I don't know why. It's hard for me to tell if this is widening or not from being in Los Angeles, where elote is pretty common. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. But I, I do through the searching, you know, through the reaching our fingers out into the wider <laughs> world. It certainly looks like it. Yeah. Because you're <laughs> getting all these results, right? Yeah. And I'm definitely seeing it pop up more. The The spruce. Which is, of course, as we know, the uh, source 
the ground truth for all things. <laughs> one of the, yeah, one of the ground, the one ground, the ground springs. Yeah. The Spruce Eats uh, put up an elote recipe in December of last year. So I can imagine that has helped kick off mm-hmm. the more and more growing. Afi James reports it's just barely starting to hit Chicago. Okay. I just I think it's just becoming yeah. like a fancy side and I'm I'm into it cuz it's delicious. Yeah, I actually prefer this to a lot of other corn things. Uh weirdly being someone who grew up in southern Illinois, I don't love corn that much. What? I was I, wondering why you seem so muted on this I topic. I think I like, I think <laughs> I overdid the corn. Like I met yeah. my my lifetime <laughs> maximum of corn at some point in my young younger life. You uh, I also did. don't love corn on the cob because it gets stuck in your teeth and and everything. Uh, what elote does though is it overcomes that barrier of like eh, corn. I don't know because it's like mm, corn, but also <laughs> delicious covered karma, in cheese, cheese. <laughs> chili powder. <laughs> so I almost look at it like a popsicle like just lick the cheese off it pretty much is and yeah. it is messy and they have it at the county fair oh, yeah, it's yeah. just like it's so delicious it's at delightedcooking.com in a piece that was just posted october 3rd and it's in the united states anyway a perfect marriage of our many cultural roots right mm-hmm. the the corn loving midwest that i hail from and that you also hail from uh you know it, it, uh, never going to turn down a new way to eat corn right so totally. it, it's almost shocking that it took this long it really actually is yeah i think it probably has been a big deal in you know the southwest united states or in la or whatever but yeah it's it's spreading and it's so good mm, good good spot Thank you. That's yeah. a, it's a fun one. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, I, in fact, immediately was thinking, uh, oh, if you didn't like cilantro, right? Because some people have the soap taste thing. You could mm-hmm. do a little kelp. I mean, totally could. Be yeah. totally good. Totally I mean, good. I really, I'm trying to, we watched this show on Netflix that it was a Spanish language, like it was a a Mexican food tour type show. And they went to a place, I mean, granted this was in Mexico, but they went to a place that had like, Every different kind of elote. It was like, here's one with like pulled pork and one, you know, like a sweet one. And I want to go to there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, before we get off of this, because it, 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 you, because you brought up the ramen thing. Um, I probably got sucked in through an Instagram ad. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but Momofuku, the, the famous noodle place in New York. um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is selling instant noodles now. Stop it. Momofuku branded instant noodles. They have a uh, uh, soy and green onion is their like most popular f- flavor. And then they have a spicy soy. And then they have a, um, uh, uh, what do they call Tingly chili. So it uses that numbing spice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're uh, air dried noodles, not pan, not fried. Uh, so they're a little, little healthier than the, the ramen noodles you often get in, in the instant packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I bought some and they're great. The noodles I mean, I boil up imagine. three, four minutes, just like any other ramen, but they're, they're nice, chewy, delicious noodles. And they don't, Momofuku doesn't make the noodles. They, they found a place in Taiwan that they partnered with, uh, that they're like, okay, these noodles are good enough, but then they make the sauce and it's not powder. It's a it's a sauce, right? Mm. So you boil the noodles, drain off the water, put in the sauce, and in the green onions, you put in the the dried green onions, stir it up, and and it's delicious. That sounds 
phenomenal. It's not an ad either. I get nothing no, if you buy it. He means it. Exactly. <laughs> We're barely monetized people. Like that's yeah. not an ad. I mean, it should be. It should be, it should but it's be. not. Yeah. Because now I want it desperately. This, yeah. Yes, but. Oh, good to know. Yeah, Momofuku noodles. And they're not that, they're not expensive. A pack comes with five and unlike some, they don't, they don't do the normal thing where the ramen pack is like two servings, wink, wink. Cause nobody, <laughs> I mean, who, who does Yeah. That? What you, is that? Yeah. No, yes. it's one pack is one serving and uh, you get five packs in a, in a, you know, bag. Like you, oh, you yeah. buy, you buy them by, by the five pack basically. for nine bucks or you can get a variety pack. Right. <gasps> I'm, mm-hmm. I just found it on Amazon. I'm not saying I'm shopping. I'm only saying <laughs> that. Oh my God, these look incredible. Yeah. This is not even a thing. This is just something I ad libbed <laughs> because we were talking about ramen and seaweed and elote and it's, it's a just, bonus. Yeah. It's a yeah. bonus. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. Retro futurism. Oh my God. <laughs> So totally yes, <laughs> yeah. And please go on. <laughs> so if uh, re- retrofuturism yeah. is it finally is, has a name, it's basically taking uh, old ways that people thought the future would be, and then using that uh, to make art now. Uh, so you know when you when you see something that's like oh that's in the sixties style of spacey stuff that's retrofuturism. Great. And it's everywhere right it's now. It's everywhere. I've seen so it's it like in video games, in posters, in like packaging of, of food. Yeah, it's all over the place. Oh, that is so awesome. So like in the 60s, when everybody thought that the year 2000 would have all the flying cars and everything, they'd created a design aesthetic. And now people are going back and grabbing that and using it. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ugh. taking any old way of looking at the future and then using it now. <laughs> and now it now looks things. like present slash retro. That is so delightful. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to start looking for it everywhere. I might and have to it, leave you, that will, you will see it all over the place. Like so, some of it is even just kind of just it, you're seeing a retro packaging say, and then they'll just have like a little uh, one of their characters has a spacesuit on. But it's a 60s spacesuit, right? It's not the spacesuit they wear on the International Space Station. Um, yeah. That's so awesome. I love it. And I'm just going to start saying that because it makes me like feel really fancy and sound really smart. Retrofuturism. Ret- oh, that's so oh, that's so retrofuture. I love it. Yeah. Would we say retrofuturistic? Retrofuturistic. So retro- yeah, that, right. that sounds right. Or yeah. should we say retrofuturist? Which I kind of like because it sounds I like a, a little re- more pretentious. I'm a retro futurist. That's my job. Yeah, That's my. Yeah. I just decided now. But that. the style is retro futuristic. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. You're like, and also I am one. I am now a retro futurist. I will careers. be predicting how things are now, <laughs> based on <laughs> what we thought they were. Going Which to is be. a totally retro thing to do. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. In the future, we will have ways to instantly communicate around the world. (laughs) (laughs) It won't always go great. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Well, my second thing has been around for a while and is on the rise all over again in the wake of the elections. And that thing is Big Gretch. I did not know that for a couple of years now. Everybody has been referring to the mission governor, uh, 
Gretchen governor Whitmer, of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan, governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, like a Detroit hip hop artist made a song about her called Big Gretch. Oh, wow. <laughs> Legendary Detroit rapper Blade Icewood put out this like song. I'm just making sure that that's accurate, but like calling her Big Gretch. And evidently for like a couple of years, people in Michigan have been calling her Big Gretch. But now in the wake of the election, it's just like spread like wildfire all over TikTok. And so ah, all these Gen okay. Zs who went and voted for the first time, <laughs> bless them, are like so excited. <laughs> and they're making all these funny TikToks with the Big Gretch song. So much so that my, my son was like, oh my God, have you heard the Big Gretch? Have you heard about Big Gretch? Wow. It's all over. Yeah. Okay. It's all, all right. over. And it's just like, it's in support of her. You know, it's like, cause she's like so tough and almost got kidnapped and all this stuff. And they're just like, Big Gretch. So what you're saying is TikTok is in the pocket of Big Gretch. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. We pulled the lid off it, people. Uh, That's amazing. So it's not just a like, it's not just, it's not just a like a candidate one and the people who voted for them are celebrating. It's like a thing. It's It's spread beyond the borders of its precinct. Yeah, exactly. And like when and if this woman runs for president, this is, you know, she's like got a built in because like there's not this kind of love. That's for a good politicians thing to keep in my back pocket. Yeah. That yeah. much anymore, mm. you know, but yeah, big Gretch. Well, it's it's no, it's sounds like a cousin of dark Brandon. It does. kind of. <laughs> it does actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Anyway, I think like, that really... could be, that might be a meta thing is like coming up oh. with Mimi nicknames for your, for your favorite candidate. Maybe totally like the sanctimonious, which by the way, hilarious because <laughs> say whatever else you will about love or hate him. He is that like without question. He is a sanctimonious as hell. That nickname is beautiful or cocaine Mitch. <laughs> cocaine mitch never gets old moscow Except, mitch i'll take it yeah yeah anyway. yeah uh, yeah it is kind of a meta thing but the ones that are positive are a little more unusual so i think that's what i like about this one yeah send us your favorite positives i want to hear i yeah. want to hear if there's any others out there that a uh, little undiscovered gems do it feedback at it's a thing dot me speaking of which uh-huh how smooth are we at the segue? Uh, let's get to your emails so you can tell us all of the other things that we either let you have or didn't see at all. Matt from Hudson, Ohio, producer Rich Note, the quaint capital of the state, <laughs> wrote in with a new it thing for the holidays. Dear Tom and Molly, I had never heard of tree collars before last week when my wife announced she purchased one from her latest trip to Costco. I asked her what it was and she proceeded to tell me it's a choker for your Christmas tree to cover your tree stand. I said, what about the tree skirt? And she said, tree skirts are out. Tree collars are oh, in. Okay. All right. Good to know. I I didn't know, but obviously now I need this. The tree skirt is like a, uh, like, like wearing a, a, a corset. It's, I guess it's so. Out. It's old, old, old oh, news. Oh, you can get like a cute cedar box, mm. like modern farm style. Oh, there you go. Now you're you in. You could probably get one that says live, laugh, love on it. Oh, you can. Live, I laugh, love I know you can. <laughs> so far, I've seen the ones that are like, it's, it's a blah, blah, family. You could literally get a custom one 
with your family yeah. name like yep oh wow tree collars well done matt well from, done i believe what rich was trying to say is the capital of quaintness yes totally. not not the, the quaint capital. columbus is the capital of ohio <laughs> but hudson is the capital of being quaint in of ohio being quaint. yeah exactly okay. I would never call right. Columbus quaint. No, no, yeah. no. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, Marlon wrote in with some Hakka knowledge. Uh, the whole Hakka thing about flying down a mountain is because the original founders of the company were trail runners who wanted a highly cushioned shoe that would allow them to run fast on the downhills while minimizing the pounding. I've been running ultras and marathons with them since the early 2010s and love them for the short cushioning when you are on your feet for 24 plus hours. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, well, Marlon, uh, aside from you being functionally insane, great email. Good to yeah. know. And that actually makes perfect sense because running downhill is incredibly painful or can be. And would that you? makes the whole thing <clears throat> make perfect design sense and why people would be like, well, I'm not running downhill, but I certainly want the cushioning for the feet, right? Flying down a mountain. That's mm. amazing. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Marlon. Yeah. You solved I the mystery it. for us. So good. Uh, I still, you haven't solved the mystery of why people do ultra marathons, but good job, you buddy. That Charlie dude. I'm just saying, I bet he can. Yeah, probably. Uh, That Charlie dude wrote in on a new collectible. Hi to Mitch, (laughs) Tom, Molly, and Rich. Have y'all talked about character backpacks, like the ones you can buy from Loungefly? These collector bags are pretty popular and come in tons of varieties. The discussion about collectible shoes made me think of them. So funny story. Minnie's just turned 10 and she's super into uh, all the Hello Kitty spinoffs and her favorite character is Kurumi. Mm-hmm, Kurumi. Mm-hmm. And I got her the backpack. <laughs> yeah. So can confirm. Immediately think of Grogu, the the child yes. from the Mandalorian. That Totally. That is the thing I have seen the most of, which is, you know, you're wearing the child on your back, but it's actually a backpack. Yep. Yep. But yeah, no, good good spot, Charlie, dude. That's so good. And yeah. also, I feel really on trend since I actually literally just bought one and it had like, you know, <clears throat> um, it has ears and stuff. We and didn't even like have little... backpacks when I was a kid. Really? Like, yeah. Like, we, like elementary school, you just carried your books <laughs> <laughs> like an animal. Come um, on. When did Jansport come around? High school, junior high, high school for me. Oh, uh, okay. But I, I think it was, we didn't make elementary kids carry much. Like you, your books stayed at school, honestly, in the, in the, in the desk. So you, yeah, the you only thing I carried carry really around. was the lunchbox and maybe That's a pencil true. case or something. I mean, I think I probably just, yeah, like maybe like a little brown bag with your stuff in it. Yeah. I just found a picture of this cute backpack and I'm putting it in. Um, the discord because it's so freaking cute. So I was so fun. What is so, that? That's like Karomi. A box. Oh, that's Karomi. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay, okay, okay From yeah. the Sanrio universe, the Hello right. Kitty universe. Got it. Got but it. my niece was like a little bit goth. So, you know, she had yeah. the darker version. I like that. So cute. Uh, Mike wrote in on more chicken mania and thank goodness, not a moment too soon. Uh, hello, my brothers and sisters in thing. Bless you. Mike. <laughs> Just in case you thought the fried chicken thing had calmed down. I thought I'd mentioned that Orlando's cock block continues to grow. I've included a link to the updated list of restaurants. And I'd like to point out that you can know by a shirt that allows you the, to check off the not comprehensive list 
as you partake in their deliciousness. You can buy a shirt to check off the chicken houses as you eat at them. Oh, genius. I don't think the podcast has a P.O. box, but if either of you'd like a shirt, I'd be happy to support the local retailer selling them. 11870 Santa Monica Boulevard, Suite 106551, Los Angeles, California, 90025. Mike? Oh, my God. Southern Biscuits and Righteous Chicken Joining the Cock Block Flock, says the headline at bungalower.com. Also, like, the ability to get away with that as your man. Like, yeah. A bunch yeah. of chicken restaurants. What? Well played. Well played. Well played, friends. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Chicken. Fascinating. Great. Love it. Keep it coming. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. And keep the emails coming, of course. Feedback at it's a thing. Me. You guys are the best. And now it is time for the other best, the best, bestest, the shout outs. Yay. Out with these shouts. Uh, If you are a patron, we thank you. If you're a patron at the highest level we offer, we extra thank you by including you in a textual exploration of your name. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. A custom, I just need. Well, that was inconvenient. A custom, <laughs> carefully handcrafted, like, I mean, Rich spends a week thinking about this. He's got a notebook that I feel like is scribbled and stained with his own tears. Of he has ideas. a degree, a college degree put solely at your disposal. <laughs> For amazing shout out. So thank you for your support. And today's shout outs are based on the start of Tira Samter Winslow's short story, Orchids, as printed in the November 1917 edition of The Smart Set. I just figured out what I'm getting rich for Christmas. Um, shall we then? <laughs> let's let's begin. I'll do the last two. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll start us off. Here we go. Gabriel Cohen had never had any orchids. Before she had married Kevin Sill, he had given her occasionally bunches of violets Once in a while, the bunches of violets had a Morris Jones bud, or even Lee Price in the heart of them, and came properly encased in glazed paper and a Benjamin Forrest's box, accompanied by violet-headed pins and delivered pompously by Eric Duncan. Usually, however, the violets were purchased from a street Mike Aikens and were already slightly withered by the time Miranda Janelle pinned them on her coat. Not that Andrew Bradley was any the less grateful for them. She loved them, even the withered Jake Woods. But now there were housekeeping expenses. Even a three-room apartment takes a lot of Louis St. Amour and clothes for two all out of Joe Hood's salary. Laura Abel was quite content and never even thought of the present dearth of violets and the total absence of James C. Smith. See, folks, look, <laughs> look, some 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 podcast out there is just going to be like, hey, uh, and uh, this, Thanks, this show man. is brought to you by Miranda James Louis. Uh, no, no, we don't no, do that. No, we no. elevated the art. Rich I, elevated the art. And what Rich has pointed out in our Discord, where you can also hang out with us live if you support the show at uh, patreon.com slash it's a thing is that a character in this story is named Tom Merritt. <laughs> One of the characters and that was replaced that's by the... Why oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. He chose it. Amazing. Awesome. That Ugh. is fantastic. Yes. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you. What, thank you. What else can we tell you? Uh, we've got to go out and look for more things. 
It's true, but keep your things coming, like I said. And uh, may I remind you, you can become a member of It's a Thing. You can get our Discord access, chat with us live during our tapings, an ad-free RSS feed, and more. Patreon.com slash It's a Thing. You can also email us that email address once again, feedback at It's a Thing.me. See you next week, friends. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.